really Greetings and welcome to Superstitious and Cowardly, a Batman podcast for the Wardness All. I'm your host, the Yellow Circle of Justice, Chris Winnia, and with me as always is my rapidly aging ward, John Pfeiffer. Help me! We have to be quiet, John, or else Aunt Ryan is around and might hear our secret recording. (laughs) So today we're going to begin our four-part look at the so-called New Look Era. Starting with the new status quo being set up, but not really, in Detective Comics 327. So, John, you said you wanted to talk about something off of the top? I <laughs> do. I went to the comic book store on Wednesday like I do every Wednesday. And you know how I've been, every few episodes, I've been talking about the whole Batman-Catwoman wedding that's coming up? Yeah, it's really weird. But then I realized that there are also people that are talking about the royal wedding that's coming up and will have happened a week before this drops. Yeah, so. tune, in, tune in to our live coverage at, um, for the royal wedding. Because rumor has it that one of the villains will be crashing said wedding to get the crown jewels. <laughs> no, I got a promo thing from the comic book store. So it looks like an actual like save the date wedding oh, yeah. invitation. July 4th, huh? So How patriotic of you. And you can probably find this online. Nightwing versus Hush, who gives a fuck? Hush is still alive? The front of it is... It'd be great if it was like, the issue is like, oh, Hush is dead. And it's just him like sitting well, around watching TV. It's set up rather nice, like if you weren't paying attention. Oh, that's right. Because, okay, I'm going to shut up. I forgot that they did that whole like, Hush looks like Bruce Wayne thing and wants to ruin his life, which actually made him a somewhat interesting character. Somewhat. And then in Arkham, uh, Arkham City, he like stitches Bruce Wayne's face out of a bunch of random people. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's so fucking. Stupid. I don't remember that part of Hush. Hush is so so to me. I hate Hush. Uh, the I know you do. You, We're gonna you, talk you about. You never stop telling me about that. The wedding invitation is real fun. It's it's set up like a legitimate wedding. Uh, save the date kind of a card. Except like when you look closer, you see bad emblems and little cat Catwoman uh, mask faces on there. So it looks like somewhat legitimate. And it just has, you're formally invited to the wedding of Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne, July 4th, 2018, Gotham City, invitation to follow. July 4th is the last two episodes that finish up the actual arc. Last two episodes? Uh, last two issues that finish up the arc. And then um, on the back is the actual checklist for the whole event. Like if you want to grab everything about that. It has if you don't feel like waiting for the trade. Yeah, which most people wait for the trade. I know I'm going to get the issues, but that's me. There's a story in DC Nation number zero that was like a promo comic book that had like three different stories for upcoming things that were coming. The DC Nation one was this uh, brief story of the Joker just breaking into somebody's house, holding them like basically hostage until the mail came because he's like, they're getting married. I know there's going to be an invitation in the mail. I'm going to wait here. And he's like, why here? Well, it's as good a place of any, isn't it? And the guy's like, gun to his head, sure. And then he doesn't get the invitation and he shoots the kid. Aww. Uh, it's actually a really fun story the way it was. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a real knee slapper. Uh, and then there's a bunch of prelude stuff. There's uh, Robin versus Raja Ghoul, Batman 48. Then there's the Nightwing versus Hush. One Wait, Robin Rasha. versus who? Rasha, Rasha Ghoul. Sorry, Rasha Ghoul. Rasha Ghoul. Rasha Ghoul. Sorry. I heard Ghoul. the Christopher Nolan movies are a bad uh, influence on me. And then there's Batgirl versus Riddler, 
Red Hood versus Anarchy. Really, it should be Red Robin versus Anarchy. I figure that's a better match. They they had more interaction in comic books the past you know twenty years or whatever. Batman Forty Nine prelude to the wedding. Harley Quinn versus the Joker. I'll get it because it's part of the story. I don't really care to read it. And then Batman number 50 and Catwoman number one, which is probably what volume four or five by this point. It looks like a very nice wedding, like save the date card. And I put that on the counter. And then when Tina got home, she got really excited. She thought she was going to a wedding. And then she read Selena Kyle and she got real sad because she realized it was fake. Then she realized you're going to buy it. And she got excited again because she can go in her mind. Yay, you're spending money on comic books. All right. (laughs) So without further ado, because we've put this off, what? Seven times? Yeah. We have uh, had a lot of uh, intervening issues since then, but... This is Detective Comics number 327, Mystery of the Menacing Mask. Sort of. Kind of, yeah. But first, news from around the world. On May 2nd, my birthday, the first major Vietnam protest among students called the May 2nd Movement happened in New York, San Francisco, Boston... Seattle and Madison, Wisconsin. One of those is not like the other. I swear to God, we've talked about that before. You went from that like early talkie movie cinema, like to a to a Atlantic candy, voice a to a candy, yeah, real fast to a Quimby. May nineteen, the U.S. Department. May nineteen, the U.S. Department of State claimed that they found more than forty microphones in the walls of the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Nice try, Red. I think I know a little bit about this. I don't know if it was the same incident but i know that there were little transceiver radio things that they would put like in tvs or behind certain things and they were really ingenious how they were like wired up i think it was like a history channel special yeah it was like they were like six inches into the walls it was ingenious like it worked on a certain power supply so you didn't notice it right away and they're way hard no they they had been there for years (laughs) there's also a lot a couple lynchings but that's sad so you know just kind of an idea that Civil rights movement isn't really happening quick enough. You mean now or then? Well, then particularly, but <laughs> I suppose. All right, so let's get... <laughs> fuck you. Let's get out of um, that kind of stuff, and let's look at Dateline, 1964. Batman comics were... I'm going to get out of that voice. Batman comics were in trouble. After the sci-fi slumming for a few years, sales for Batman and Detective Comics were an all-time low, and even though the entire company was named after one of them... There was a thought of cancellation. So you mean the Bat-Radon didn't save everything? Nope. Uh. And OMAC was uh, a little too far away to uh, save man. They really needed an injection of Jack Kirby in there, didn't they? Have you seen Jack Kirby's uh, Batman? There is the shit like um, comic called Superpowers, which was like basically a tie-in for a toy line, and it's awful, but Jack Kirby did the art of it. It's like the only time Jack Kirby did like the Justice League. And it was the only time that they didn't redraw Superman's face. We'll get into that in a later episode. And it's great, but the story is so shit. But it's like, but it's Jack Kirby's art. I want that. <laughs> Do you think we should talk about uh, the mystery of the menacing mask? Okay, so anyways. <laughs> after negotiations with Bob Kane to take his name off the Batman books, which he really hadn't touched in years, Julius Schwartz was made the new editor of a Batman titles. It was a position that he would hold until 1979. So really... All that stuff that, you know, in the when we get into the 70s, he, helped he usher had in the, a hand in that as well. So he helped usher in, like, the Bronze Age for Batman, yes. pretty much. Okay. And this is, this is kind of the, some people would consider this the start of the Bronze Age for Batman. Which would prelude everybody else by, what, like, a six bit, years, something like that? But this is definitely, initially, a move away from the camp, 
But then the TV show came out pretty quickly, and they started emulating the TV show, and it kind of well, the TV show emulated the Silver Age stuff, and then that kind of put a kick in their plans, so they had to go back to their like Silver Age kind of stuff. Like we said before, like Silver, like the Batman sixty six stuff for the comic books that were mostly there at the time. It was pretty faithful to Batman. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Also, as a side note, um, kind of ties in what we talked about briefly last episode. Um, looking uh, up into Schwartz, he was a bit of a perv. Kind of makes you sad. Yeah, there's a lot of that in comics. Like the guy that guy created Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, there's kinda... some, there's some stuff in there. We talked about that. Yeah, but yeah, it makes me hesitant. I like, I was like, oh, I don't want to look up Jack Kirby and find out all this stuff. But no, he's clean as a whistle. Schwartz had successfully revamped Green Lantern and The Flash a few years earlier with writers Gardner Fox, John Baroom, Baroom, the Baroom's Baroom. on fire. It's like a silent E. I should have written this phonetically. And artist Carmine Infantino. I don't think I just said that right at all. No, I think you did. I looked it up earlier. And that's what I was thinking in my head. So he brought them along as well. With Bob Kane's name off the credits, they could bring in the unique art style and actually change it instead of trying to emulate what they had been doing for years, even though Bob Kane wasn't really on the books anymore. It didn't even look like Bob Kane drew it for a while no. anyway. But No, I mean, it like it looked like Dick Sprang drew it, but like they were able to like do a big change. We're looking a little, I'm not going to say photorealistic, but compared to what we had seen. Their plan was to make the characters more serious and to move away from the goofy shit that we kind of liked. <laughs> And this being the 300th issue of Batman, what better time than now? Slash then. But instead of listing what's new, let's show you, because obviously this new status quo will set everything up, right? Yeah, it'll be completely different. It won't sound like they just took a script and was like, hey, we're going to change the art style. You want a new script? No, no, we'll just use something we had in the backlog. So showing you is the point of the show, except it's an audio, not visual. So anyways, let's unmask... The Mystery of the Missing Mask by John Broom, Baroon, Broom, Broom's on fire. Broom and Carmine Infantino. I like that cover and I don't like that cover all at the same time. It is pretty much frame for frame of what we're going to see later on the issue where Batman's on the ground, Robin races to, to him and see if he's all right. And then he says, there's something on your mask. Take it off quickly. The ears, like you see the ears in that middle panel for Batman, his ears don't look right to me in like the whole issue. They just look kind of weird, small, like they kind of curve towards the base of it. Also, um, Elongate Man looks like a cock on the bottom of it. I'm like Plastic Man and Batman rolled into one. There is an Elongate Man a comic in here. I didn't give a fuck enough to look up the title like I usually do. Stay in the Flash comics like you where you belong, Elongated Man. Well, I mean, they, they yeah, created him, so it was like, and he was a detective, detective they, comics. It makes sense. Martian Manhunter was moved to, what was it, House of Mystery, I believe. That's weird, but it kind of makes sense at the same time. I think that their idea was that uh, Stretchy Man is more realistic than a Martian Man, so we'll you use You know him. what? As odd as that sounds, that reasoning does make sense to me. So we'll use him instead, because Detective Chimp was busy, I guess. Actually, I think Detective Chimp started out in House of Mystery too, didn't he? I think so. He's going to be a part of a uh, new Justice League Dark ongoing that's going to be coming out in the next month or so. I like Detective Chimp. It's one of those things that like, I think that the writers are in on the joke. It's kind of like Rocket Raccoon. So let's begin The Menace of the Mask of Mystery. Close enough. Yes. They, uh, didn't, they didn't give a fuck to write a good story. Why should I give a fuck about it? You know what doesn't go away just because you have a new look? Narration. Narration 
everywhere. They have to narrate every little thing that you see, no matter what, even though it's redundant. Uh, it's our robber burglary guy that has a very nice, like, weird Jimmy Olsen bouffant. Red hair, really kind of poofy, kind of like he's got a perm going on. And he just explains, well, this is a story of how I have powers and take control of Batman and Robin or I'm able to stop him. I don't know. I'm starting to fade yeah, out like this already. We, like, we don't give a fuck about you. Also, now that um, Bob Kane's stranglehold is on there, we can give everybody credit, right? No, nah, they cut that out. Uh, <laughs> so we begin with, I suppose this would kind of be a more contemporary thing off the bat. we got Urban Renewal. There is a shitty part of... Um, the shitty part of uh, Gotham, and some people want to gentrify it. Other people want to um, bulldoze it. So we hear the two different sides. Yeah, of Gotham we, Village. We have some weird we old have, man that's obviously dying his hair jet black that wants to raise the village so that they, they that way they can stop out crime and gentri- gentrify. I cannot pronounce that word right now. Gentrification. Everything. Just clean everything up mm-hmm. and kick everybody out. They think they're going to build condos here. And then you have like some skinnier looking. He looks like a supervillain. No, he doesn't look like a supervillain. Well, he is. Who wrote Huckleberry Finn? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. He looks like a thinner Mark Twain. Like he looks like Star Trek Next Generation's version of Mark Twain. Yeah. And, they keep... and he's like, you can't do this. He's like, he's on the pro committee side to, to preserve... What's this area called? Gotham Village. Gotham Village. It's tough because they'll throw him into the river and see how long it takes for him to sink. And then, <laughs> Mark Twain. Do you understand that or no? I understood like 90% of I'm that. I'm not going to get into it. That's what Mark Twain really is, though. <laughs> it's a river boating term. He's on the committee to preserve Gotham Village. Uh, it's too important. It's so historical. And you can't just kick a bunch of people out. Where would they go? So Batman... Or- Bruce and Dick are down at Gotham Village. because In matching trench coats. That's not creepy at all. The reason they're down there is partially because Bruce is the sub-chair for the preservation committee. He's and, actually doing something. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this blonde chick just... And I say that only because she's stupid, not because she's blonde, just because... She's she's an infuriating character. She said she's, like bimbo or something. I wanted to say that, and I was like, that's kind of insulting the bimbos because this bitch is dumb. Uh, she just runs up to Bruce Wayne, and she's like, you're Bruce Wayne, and I hate you because you want to preserve Gotham Village? Like, it's it, so only it was, his fault? Yeah, it was pretty much like, I thought that this was written like last week. It seemed like the internet age come to life. So um, she tells <laughs> us that her basically, she's getting married, and her husband-to-be wants to stay. She wants to move out. And she thinks that's it's Bruce too dangerous. Wayne's problem for some she reason. She thinks it's too dangerous. Yeah, I don't... That's It's such a weak point. I'm like, why are you blaming somebody else for your problems? It's He's not... Yeah, he's preserving Gotham Village, but he's not the reason why your boyfriend won't move. She also thinks he's a villain because, like, after they go on a date and he drops her off when she calls him a couple hours later to have pure... No, she she called him an hour after their date. I don't think she trusts this guy. She's trying she to like lock him down. She's this weird kind of kind of lady where she just she has to have control or something. I like to think that the reason why he tried to like do the things that we're going to find out he did was just a hobby to get away from her. Uh, but he's gone out at night at weird hours and she can't get a hold of him. And she's talking to Bruce Wayne about and Dick about these things. And she's like, he even dropped this map. And they see that the map has an X with a circle around it. 
And all of a sudden, that clues them in on a case they had the previous day. The reason why they're in downtown Gotham was the case they had the night before. Yeah, this, there's some weird, like, why is this a connection? Flashback to the story to this point type shit. Yeah, it's not off-putting necessarily. It's just, I don't know why they picked these two scenes to make it linked together. So uh, apparently, what happened last night was they were walking around, and Bruce, like fumbles into a room that has a gas thing on it and he falls down and when he gets up there's a mark on his cowl it's a little more involved they're trying to stop a i think they said a gem thief it's always a gem thief or a jewelry thief it's never anything cool or innovative it's i stole some jewels i bet he doesn't have the even has the interest to dress up as a chinaman to fence these things in a weird convoluted plot. Well, there's a convoluted plot, but he doesn't dress up like a Chinaman. That's that wasn't me being racist that we did that, an that, issue that, like that. that. Was the, okay, good. Yeah. No, that was you remember thing. that, right? Yeah, I, okay, I do. That was, that was a thing. That was, um, uh, I can't remember what issue of Detective that was, but that was. That was like one of the, the first. That was like, tw- that was, by this point, that was like 25 years ago from this issue that we're at. And they're still robbing jewelry, yeah. gems and jewels. So they go to a penthouse. Robin takes one path. Batman takes the other. And then there's an explosion. Oh, wow. This, I should have read those boxes because I did not get... This is the part where it gets kind of confusing. So Batman's kind of knocked out. Robin comes to him, and it's the basically we see the scene that's on the cover. Batman, are you right? And then there's an explosion, and Batman, get your mask off quick. And there's a red X with a circle around it on Batman's mask. And then all of a sudden, he looks at Robin and points to his forehead, and then there's one on Robin's forehead. And what they say is that when that kind of miniature explosion goes off our criminal that got away had stamped this isotope on batman's forehead but robin comes into the room and as far as we know doesn't get knocked out he i don't says, know when the isotope he says later him. on he's like and then robin came in the room and i quick fucked him on the head too yeah but there's no mention of it like you could have just shown a guy like real fast just running past just slap him on the forehead and run away but they just go hey it's magic it just it's a weird cutaway like they didn't have like it's like if they were filming this they're like oh we forgot to film that scene we'll just we'll make it work but instead like they couldn't just spend the time to draw one little panel that shows a guy just hitting dick on the forehead just it just it's weird it seems lazy john this is a family podcast there's a lot of fucks we gotta take out here hitting dick on the forehead so i don't know why because We've already established that there are cameras. Oh, and Bruce that, is just like wandering around without a mask, just yeah, looking at this he, shit too. He takes his mask off in the penthouse, assuming that there's nobody there. Remember um, a while back where they had duplicated that um, that Taylor like photograph machine, so that you just take a picture of somebody basically, and then you get all their measurements right. And they duplicated that in Bruce Wayne's house. It was, I think, it was the Deadshot story. Oh yeah, yeah. So they already proved that you could have cameras in a house and be secretive. Yeah, they proved that. Well, it, in, so their, the, the, in their continuity, they prove it. The tailoring field has a lot to thank for 60, 50s Batman comics. Well, I'm just saying, in the comic book universe, it exists. But still, Bruce just takes his mask off. later, in the, And we see that our crook gets away. And in the Batcave, they analyze the isotope. Batman puts on a new mask because he has a spare. I don't know why he just didn't grab that plastic one that was underneath the first one to begin with. That was a thing. That was a thing, too. Yeah, that was a thing. And then they traced down where the isotope was sold. It was like some, was it, uh, the Gotham Chemical Company? And they get the address. And you see how Batman's sitting when they're talking to the clerk when they give him like, the address? 
didn't notice that. So they're asking this clerk it's that, that sells his chemicals. Si- it's for that the he's sitting on like a table. He's doing some weird, like, okay, kids, let's rap kind of a a weird stance. You know, it looks like Hey, I'm on your level, guys. You no, know, it looks like someone Where's that would king? be sitting in a weird pose, like in a art class with with their the model. Or like And they're just kind of sitting there naked, one leg kind of lower than the other, and then Or they're like on a stool. I wear bugle boy jeans. But it's a weird look. And then they for some reason they're not using the bat car or the batmobile to go to this address that they get they're just running on foot and then the ground is just white it's more of a contemporary look for the background but it's still really off-putting and i don't know why they're not driving away that's really weird too also looks like Um, they're in improv class trying to run the things that they're doing different aren't quite working for me in this issue like i'm just starting to pick it apart more and more yeah but like okay it's terrible so we're spending too much time on it they they get into the guy's room because uh, they find out where he's at. He's got the jewels out, but he makes him stop. Fascinating. How, well, how, how did realistic. You do, how did you do that? It's almost as realistic as having a bomb that blows up all the water and it releases fear chemicals all over the place. <laughs> Fuck you, Nolan. <laughs> when they do stop, there is a Batman Robin do like a, a really cool kind of stance, like really dramatic stance when all of a sudden they're Duh, like, hit with brain, is... brain waves or whatever. So our crook kind of shows off and he's like, hey, anytime you guys come near me, I'm just going to be able to stop you. Every time you think you got me, I'm just going to walk away like it's nothing. Bye, bitches. And he puts jewels in front of, like, he hangs a bunch of jewels in front of Batman, dangles them in his face, and then just puts them in his bag and walks off. They eventually gain mobility back and they don't understand how this happened. They try to research it and they figure, and they eventually, as we'll see later in the issue, Figure out a really dumb way around. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Around the magic, the but they do magic this in this the new Batcave, which is basically like a sofa surrounded by some candles. I mean, the Batcave has not been really decked out yet in no, comics, it's always as far been, as we've seen. But there's usually some shit in there, though. Yeah, it's like they're just like, hey, we're just gonna redecorate from scratch, and we're just starting over. They find their way, and then they decide, okay, we're gonna go to Gotham Village, and this is where. Our opening scene kind of came in. They go to Gotham Village. They find stuff out. But before we get to that, um, there is a ad in the Millennium version that we're going off of for the Cassandra Cain Batgirl. Uh, yeah, I saw series. that and I got really and I got excited. so excited because I was like, oh, I uh, like cause, that. Because we're looking at the Millennium edition. So they find out while they're talking to, what was her name? Can't remember her first name. Her last name's Green. Carlene. Green, yeah. While they're talking, she points out, there's my boyfriend. And he's like, they, Bruce and Dick say, hey, we'll, we'll go check him out and see what's going on. So they dress in an alley, get naked in an alley, get changed, and they go track down her boy. And this is like the weakest detective work, automatically assuming that a map that had a red X, uh, that had X and a circle around it, and those X and the circle around your mask were the same thing. Like It's it, completely contrived, but it works. It Thank works, God, but it's like... It's happenstance because I people put X's on maps all the time for various reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean they're connected. It's not like they both had like a pentagram on them, and that would have been at least a little bit different. They should have did a pentagram. That would have actually been pretty cool. So they felt that would be. Come on, the the code is in effect. Sure. Um, they follow so. they follow our boy in, and when they go into the, the apartment building that he w- went into, he's gone. They check all over in this closet. They find out that it's a hidden doorway. And behind like a bookcase and the writer's like, hmm, might be a good idea down the line. They throw some crap clues on there. It's like, oh, there's. uh, Oh, it's a clock, isn't it? Yeah, it's a clock. No, that's. uh, Oh, 
Okay, so the people that made the TV show are like, hmm, that's a good idea. Uh, they do a weak connection for like how they figure out the closet opens up the way that it does there's like oh there's less less dust on this one spot it must be a hidden passageway and so they go downstairs and they find out that gotham village is actually a front for an underground secret underground what was it called underground Gotham gotham village yeah and it's actually like a crime place, ooh, where all the bad guys can I, go. Actually, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the issue. Our main villain, what was our main villain's name again? He's kind of forgettable. Frank Fenton. Frank Fenton? Frank, Frank Fenton is So he our says blathering blathers guide and he gets his power suit. Wasn't that his name? Fenton? No. Uh, from uh, a gizmo duck from uh, DuckTales. Wasn't it Fenton? That's Launchpad. No, Launchpad never became... Um, Gizmo Duck. Well, maybe in one episode. I think we're forgetting which one. Which, which one's Gizmo Duck and which one's that? What does Launchpad turn into? He was always just Launchpad. Yeah, but he was that robot guy with the uh, one wheel underneath him. That was Gizmo Duck. I think he turned into that. He, one. No, he was always Gizmo. He was not always Gizmo. He was Duck. Always Gizmo Duck. All right. Well, um, Gizmo Duck is going to show up pretty soon in <laughs> the new Ducktales TV. I think on Disney X. XD or whatever it's called. So why don't you watch? You can probably find it with your local cable provider. So they go through, and it's Frank Fenton talking with the the overseer, uh, Smiley, or Smiler, Smiler. Smiler. That's a really dumb name. And make a good president, though. He he says, you know, I need a place to lie low for a while. And he goes, okay, but like you, like everybody else that hides out here, you need to give me fifty percent of the whatever take that you have, whatever loot you have. And he goes through, let me show you the benefits of this place. Here's a here's a lounge with a bunch of pool tables where everyone hangs out. There's a ton of criminals in here. Yeah. Here's our deluxe movie theater. I love this Only line. showing crime films, of course. Of course. Not bad. That's like, if, I don't quite understand that. Because just because you do something doesn't mean you want to watch movies about it that get it wrong or do other yeah, things. Yeah, also, like, I hate to break this to you, but like, the baddie never wins in those. Yeah, I don't very frequent, like especially at this time, very infrequently does the bad guy actually get away. We're talking like '90s and 2000s where we start doing that. I mean, like I've done uh, a bunch of retail jobs and stuff, and what there's what's what's that one show called Superstore? It's a bunch of people in a retail environment. I can't watch that show. You know why? Because it's all wrong. It's completely wrong. There's no way that would work. And I assume like. I, that can't be a motivator for criminals just to watch crime shows. It's such a hacky. Smiler thing. also looks different every single panel. Yeah, they can't. They, his one smile he lo- looks different. The video, well, the one he kind of looks like Frank Sinatra. Then he kind of looks like the Joker. Then I don't know what the fuck that is. And before Batman and Robin bust in, they also see the hot passports. It's their travel section. They'll they have they'll like set everything up for you. They have like sales pitches for this shit like on the wall. Wouldn't you already know that? I don't know. They show him through, and he's like, hey, can you give me a better rate? Because with me, you have insurance that Batman and Robin won't show up. And ironically, he's the reason why Batman and Robin show up for yeah, the most part. Well, well, sort of. No, he's not even connected. No, it was just a coincidence. All these, all these things are all happenstance, the more and more I think about it. So Smiley's looking creepy. Batman and Robin show up, and Fenton just goes, I'll stop him. And he tries it, and Batman and Robin kind of feign their immobility and then they just start decking everybody this is a batman uh 66 kind of fight to me yeah we just start punching everybody Every, everyone's back. everyone's punching robin's doing these weird things in midair he's but doing I don't the know chandelier shit that he always does 
they they tussle they take basically everyone out and while they're kind of holding at least some of the people hot like not hostage but while they they're obtaining some of these people batman holds a gun and points at them yep this is in what 1964 is this issue i think so yeah you guys say that batman doesn't hold a gun you've been wrong so many times like he is holding a gun that is loaded with real bullets because he took it from a criminal and he points it at people yeah that so counts it does count but at the same time it's like i wasn't gonna fire it well no it's just new look that's that's how we're gonna do new, things new look new attitude extreme yep, yep. so he he um, proceeds to shoot every single one of them in the back of the head and that's uh, the end of our new look. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happens is they don't even bring Commissioner Gordon in on this. It's just some random police captain. And they uh, uh, detain everybody, including Smiler. And when they pull off his fi- uh, pull off his mask... Yeah, we, we wait, go full-on Scooby-Doo uh, on this I, shit. I was going to say the whole song can do the Scooby-Doo effect. So they pull off his mask. They're like, oh, man, Withers. No, it's the uh, Mark Twain-looking guy that was ahead of the... Gotham Village Preservation Committee or whatever yeah. it was called. And the whole reason why he, he wanted to preserve the village was so that he would have this hideout that was a lucrative thing. So he's basically just harboring criminals all day. And then they reveal to Fenton how they stopped him from using this isotope to stop them physically. Because what the isotope does was it was receiving signals that from some device that Fenton had and it would send signals to the isotope and then that would somehow impact like receptors it in their brain. It messes with their motor skills, um, yeah. And when they hold this little trigger thing that set off the signal that started all this stuff, they hold it in front of Fenton's face. They mentioned that they grabbed it out of his pocket, but the way they show it, it's like they pulled it out of his hair. Yeah, like, like it was hair, hidden Like there. his hair was so big, it was holding secrets. And I thought that was, I originally thought it was in his hair the whole time. And the fact that it wasn't or was like just, he was Dr. Strange and like he had a pocket dimension. This episode brought to you by Mar- Avengers Infinity War in theaters now. <laughs> but but it's just a weird artist choice to hold it the way that they do. They could have it looks it. like he's pulling it out of his hair. They, they could have held it like in his palm, lower into the panel, and it would have had the same effect without it being so goofy. Oh, I, but John, the, yeah, pity about the rest of the issue. <laughs> for the most part, besides for Batman's ears and a lot of panels, uh, everything else in the, the art in this issue is is perfectly fine. We kind of didn't mention it, but like we got the circle. It's the first time it shows up. It's not quite what it will be. It's just kind of like the old symbol with a yellow circle it's getting, around it's it. It's getting closer. Batman's ears don't look right. They're always weird curved towards towards the base of them when they hit the mask, and they just don't look right to me. They look a little more ratty than they should. Robin's been aged to about, what do you think, 14, 15? Yeah, like he's he's gonna start dating high school girls soon. Yeah, like we kind of mentioned that we said that he was in high school a little bit in one of the issues, but he still looked like a twelve year old. So, so they they've actually drawn he's him a been bit drawn older. up a little bit. So they explain like how they stopped his signal. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. So your immunity is due to the fact that you lack the Delta brainwave. It kind of makes sense, and it kind of doesn't. Batman's makes sense. Robin's doesn't. So Batman put a lead lining where the isotope was on his head. He put a lead lining in between his mask to stop him, uh, to stop receiving the signal. And Robin had the same thing, but it was flesh colored. So, so it was over the the isotope? Yeah. It was a lead, though. Yeah, it, was it a should lead have just thing. intensified it, really, because it wasn't going out anymore. What I don't understand is, why don't you just wear a different mask that had, like, more lead lining around it or or take a fucking shower i assume i've seen dr no all you got to do to decontaminate is just <laughs> go through a series of um showers we're in the nuclear age people why didn't he just duck and cover 
He would have been fine. <laughs> Theoretically, they think that this isotope stuck to their faces for the rest of their lives. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Even give me a throwaway line of the isotope will degrade over time, but and we and unfortunately we can't wash it off. We have to find a solution. Give me some throwaway line as to why they didn't just wash their foreheads. We still got foreheads and pig shit, and it. Issue ends with them finding the boyfriend that got trapped down there because you don't see him in any of those panels. Uh, he was detained when he went down. Oh, you mean that pointless thing in the issue that didn't matter? You don't need the, the couple in there at all. Here's how you fix the issue, partially. Oh, wait. Um, by the way, uh, Green and Jimmy Parker, Packer, whatever the fuck his name is, they, they're going to get married. And Bruce Wayne's like, looks like we're going to get invited to a wedding. And they save Gotham Village. That's the issue. But the way that you... S- fix this issue is you take the couple out of there and if you have to have that map with the x on it that solves the whole thing why couldn't that just been something that frank fenton just dropped when he left batman robin in that apartment that would have fixed a lot of it i mean you would have to actually make more story and write stuff out but it would have been a much better issue just just doing that instead you got some random bitch yelling at bruce wayne saying it's your fault for something he had no part in and you ripped off the Alca- the Alcatraz connection, which is a loop on the third movie that does the same thing. So yeah, that's it. It set up the new look perfectly. <sighs> like the new um, characters and... Usually I ask you what you think. I'm going to tell you what I think, though. It's the same kind of story, but with different, arguably better art. It doesn't feel... There's a little bit more detective stuff, but that's not enough to make it feel like same, completely different. Like, it's the different. same bullshit detective stuff, though. Like it, There's a little bit more in there. It's got a, a small, a little bit more detail in there, but it's still flimsy like it normally is. It's, yeah. not, it's not anything. It's okay as a regular story, but for them to pick this issue to launch their whole new look thing, it seemed weak. I mean, maybe that's just hindsight after what reading how many comic books over the years and stuff, thinking, you could do bigger. Yeah. I mean, this this would not save. If I wasn't reading Batman and I got this to see, oh, what's Batman doing? This wouldn't make me think, oh, I better start looking if, at if Batman. If you're going to do a, a thing showing, hey, this is a new look for Batman and Robin, you should have a story that focuses more on Batman and Robin. I mean, I don't need another origin story. I'm not asking for that necessarily. But why couldn't they just help Commissioner Gordon because he's has some threat against his life or something like no, that. No, I wanted That's this automatically to, a better story. I wanted this to go full like Star Wars prequels where like he was like eating a banana. Let's hear about the Trade Federation. He was eating a banana and it fell on his chest and he's like, "Oh no, that's the origin of my yellow my yellow symbol now." This means Stuff something. Like this means something. Yeah, what did you think? Um, it was awful. So let's go on to the elongated man. 10 miles? No, we're not going to do that. So next issue, we're going to look at one of the biggest events in Batman comic history that is completely forgotten by most people. That is in Detective Comics 328 from May 1964, Gotham Gang Lineup. It's an unrelated title to what actually happens in the story. Also, I got a little riddle for you. What's black and white and orange? I'm colorblind. It might be a Riddler comic or it might be a Penguin comic because I haven't decided which one comes first. But we're also going to be looking at one of those two for the first time. So come back. It's going to be a fun one. Why don't you tell Robin's regulars how they can get a hold of us? Listeners can find us on Twitter. We are at SAC Batpod. You can also use that as the hashtag to get a hold of us or hashtag Robin's regulars. Uh, you can email us at sac.alfred at gmail.com. 
We'd love to hear suggestions for episodes, the artwork that you might have made our heroes. And SAC episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast. You can find a full list on our website listed in the description. We're getting into some good shit pretty soon, so feel free to tell us what you want to listen to now. And with that, I have been John Pfeiffer. And I've been Chris Winia. It's done. Just go listen to something else now. Your mom worries about you sitting here listening to these two idiots. I don't feel it today so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to do a series of things that you could just cut in so it acts like you can just talk the whole time and i'll just go mm-hmm mm. <laughs> well okay sure hmm hmm